Welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast. I hope you're having a lovely Saturday at this time. Um, my name is Will Brost. I'm your host. And calling in, Patrick Anderson. How are you today? I'm good. You know I'm good. 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 That's great. Um, <laughs> you know you know I'm good. <laughs> I know you're good. You got, yeah. you got, what, 10 hours of beauty sleep that yeah. cut into uh, when we were supposed to record the podcast, but... That's fine. Yeah, well, necessities. All that means is that you are, you're mentally fresh. You better be mentally fresh. (laughs) I at least have to fake it for a while. You better not be tired. I mean, if it comes off halfway through the pod that you're obviously tired, that's... Just just the massive yawn right in the middle of it. Like, oh, hold on one second. (laughs) Right, it's like, dude, you just woke up. Um... So yeah, Patrick just woke up. I uh, I woke up early, you know, in preparation for this podcast <laughs> that we agreed to do at this time. Um, <laughs> Two different styles of, of <laughs> yeah. That's great. Two different preparation styles. That's <laughs> quite the strategy. Um, yeah. So well, they they say that you solve problems more problems in your sleep than you do awake. So that was what I was trying to. Yeah, I'm going to need a, a counter study on that. That's an interesting... They <laughs> say, just in general. One might argue you solve more problems when you're actually awake and functional, but alas. <laughs> um, so uh, today we're doing something a little bit different for the podcast. Um, so that should wake you up in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. On our quarter two 2019 podcast, uh, you know, we normally talk about a lot of albums and... Uh, we went overboard quite a bit on our time limit uh, on our first attempt. But during that failure, <laughs> we discovered that we actually kind of like the idea of grouping four or so albums together and discussing each of them for like 20 minutes all in one podcast. You know, albums mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily feel justify an entire hour long podcast, but ones we want to mention and discuss anyway um so we have kind of a motley crew of four albums to discuss today it's quite the collective we're planning on discussing the latest records from taylor swift young thug brock hampton and jsom uh we'll just get into it and i'll Mm -hmm. i'll let you pick the first one nice yeah, yeah, giving you Let's, some giving you some autonomy here. Some responsibility. You're well, setting you're the tone for the sure. podcast. You're setting the tone right here. I mean, this is the first one. You better pick a good one. Like if you pick a bad album and people lose interest, then like they're not going to care. That's true. So, thanks for thanks for that pressure. You bet. You bet. Yeah. It's a pretty weighty decision here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about this for like 10 minutes. That's right. <laughs> No, no, I got it. I got it. Let's start off with let's start off with Young Thug's record. Young Thug, Young Thug, mm. um, Young Thug. Quick introduction for those who don't know him, though he is decently popular. Yeah. Um, he's a rapper, singer, songwriter uh, from Atlanta. This album, so much fun, is his debut studio album after years of just cranking out mixtape after mixtape. Um, I mean, I, there's too many mixtapes to name. Yeah. Uh, it, it And it's hard to kind of tell what, like, his signature, you know, all-time mixtape is. He He's just kind of consistent, I suppose. 
um, yeah, in that regard. You can make arguments between slime season yeah. and barter six. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's like everybody has their favorite. Right, right. Um, this one has a Metacritic of 77 out of 100, so uh, pretty, pretty solid. Um, what do you think about so much fun and just young thug in general because we haven't really had a big young thug discussion on this podcast yeah i guess we haven't really we've talked about him kind of outside but like i feel like even then it was pretty brief right right like like we we just kind of briefly mentioned him yeah he's he's an interesting character um in the world of hip-hop he's like one of the more like creatively prolific people in in the genre he's like kind of a strange person to figure out i feel like like even stylistically because he kind of jumps all over the place and he's very unique he is very you know, he's, yeah and so yeah. yeah he is very unique but he definitely has like influence on a bunch of younger artists too like mm-hmm. you can tell that they grew up listening to young thug who was also inspired by little wayne um so there's kind of like a nice tree of influence going yeah yeah so i'm like fairly impressed by him especially because like he brings a lot of creativity creativity to this new genre of hip-hop which is saturated by a lot of like very average material Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, you know, there is some nice creativity kind of like, I mean, Travis Scott is a good example. A little Uzi Vert even has a little, like, he has blasts of, of creativity that I'm like, oh, that, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But Young Thug is like the godfather of like, you know, how to, how to make basically trap very creatively fascinating. Um, this album, I thought wasn't like as an album it was it was pretty good um i lost interest i mean like towards the end because it's so there's so many tracks on here there's 19 tracks on this um so i started losing a little bit of interest towards the end but like there are pockets of this that i thought were pretty interesting and like really really cool you know, and especially like towards the beginning. Um, so I, overall, I was I was impressed, but not like blown away by it. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're kind of in the same boat on this one. There's nothing really mm. special here. Um, it is 19 songs in just over yeah. an hour. So, you know, it goes back to the whole never ending discussion we have about these way too long rap albums um, that, you know, just have a ton of tracks on them and. You know, more streams is more money, so that's why. But um, you, you know, this is this does have pockets and and moments that I think are genuinely exciting and interesting. And then it has its moments of just like nondescript trap music that yeah that you know anybody could make. Um, <clears throat> the thing I I find about Young Thug is like it's odd that. <laughs> This again, this is his debut studio album, but he's already pretty much had his wave of influence and inspiration already. And like you even mentioned, he's kind of the godfather of this style. And it's just so odd that this is his first album. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of a weird thing for me. Um, 
Yep. I mean, maybe yeah. that's kind of how, like, you know, more of what the trend is going to show is like mm-hmm. more mixtapes, more just private uh, hip hop creativity, which I'm not I'm not against that at all, really. Yeah, not at all. And I really appreciate his yeah. creativity. I think he's more like intelligent than his music suggests he is. Um, he's very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted I wanted to say it's called Beautiful Thugger Girls or something like that, but he has this mixtape that's kind of country yeah. influenced and like rapping over acoustic guitar a lot of the time. Um, <clears throat> and now we have Old Town Road, you know, so he's kind of like a, yeah, right, a little bit of forefather on that, and that's kind of the thing with Young Thug is his voice is always interesting to me, um, because he does try out different cadences and flows and stuff, but. I find him more interesting when he's over more interesting production. And that's where I think this album kind of falls flat in some spots. Um, much of the production here is good, but it's just, uh, you know, it's not overly original or anything like that. And and I think that holds this album back quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you on that. I, there are moments on this, like uh, production-wise, that are, you know, they're 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 not fascinating but like from a trap rap standpoint right where most of the beats are like very very repetitive like you basically have one cadence that lasts you the entire time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know so that that style and then some of the choices on here are pretty interesting but i think it's just a. I think it's just because this genre is like in its infancy so much that like mm. there are like it, there are still like there's still kinks to be worked out because you know I I I, I have yet to get to a long trap album mm-hmm. that I've just been blown away by and I think it's because of that repetition you know the the sameness right with getting locked down on one uh one style but like one style that's not like super profound or anything or game changing right you know it's just it's just fun uh, which is you know the <laughs> what the album is it's so much fun but <laughs> yeah right it, and so maybe that's the point but you know yeah that, I, I don't have as much fun over an hour of of this <laughs> towards right. the end well and that's the thing is i think a lot of these artists don't make an album with the like mindset of i'm making an album it's more just kind of like you know they're yeah singles artists or you know making just a collection of songs and like you'll like some of them you won't like some of them but you know and that's fine but we do, you know, I like the album experience, and I think if the album flows mm. great from front to back, I think that's obviously a huge plus. Um, I did kind of mention that there's moments of just, you know, disinterest and just blandness, but, you know, there are some moments of genuine, like, experimentation. Um, I love mm-hmm. his vocal experimentation on the song uh, Cartier Gucci Scarf, where he goes mm-hmm. into this, like, it, you know, some people have described it as Cookie Monster. Some people have said Louis Armstrong. But he goes into this just very ridiculous vocal style. Yeah, and it's I bizarre. love I love when he does that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say he's he's like really interesting with that. Like he's one of the best examples in hip hop um, that of of vocal play. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. It, and it's an interesting thing to do. It's so random that like he would just decide to start doing that, but it, he makes it work so well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of the reason I loved Jeffrey so much back in 2016 or whatever. Yeah. Um, because he did like the song Harambe. He kind of went like this crazy voice on that, and uh, he was playing around with different production and and different vocal techniques all over that record. Um, and and it was just him fully embracing his creativity. And that's the th- I wish there was more of that embrace of creativity here. But I guess the the uh, the primary function of this album is supposed to be fun, not necessarily like mm-hmm. creative or interesting. Um, so that's fine, um, but it, it does kind of hold it back. I do like it overall, yeah. though. I'm glad I heard it. Yeah, I I agree too. I I was uh, you know I I was more impressed than I thought I was going to be by, which is funny because you know I've been impressed by Young Thug in the past with like Jeffrey as as the as the primary example but mm-hmm. um but i don't know for some reason i was just like oh god 19 tracks yeah of I... young thug i'm not sure if i'm gonna like this and yeah i didn't love it but i i i, I agree with you i was more impressed than i thought i was going to be it was more enjoyable than i thought it was going to be Right. You know, it, so there's it, yeah. a, there's something to be said about that, I guess. And, and, and you know, every few tracks I kind of get lulled and then there's like a new track that pops in and kind of reengages me. Um like Hot with the brass beat or um the song mm-hmm. of 21 Savage. I, I like that song. I'm yeah. scared. He's 21 Savage. Yeah. I I think I'm on board with with what you said about him like a while ago where you you I think you've been on him like quicker than most people. And I think I'm on board with him now too. I think he's I like really, him. Yeah, he's got something for sure. I don't know what it is, and I haven't heard like a full project of his from front to back, so that might change. Like if yeah, I ever right. do decide to do that. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, when I see Twenty One Savage, I actually kind of look forward to it. So I, that's kind yeah, of where I, I think, am. I think it's the charisma. He's got a lot mm-hmm. of really, really good just character that he brings to all, of, especially features. I love just how much, how committed he is to, like, the same monotone flow on, like, every... Yeah. He, yeah. like, doesn't care to switch it up ever, and I, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, this is good enough. We're, da, 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 we're gonna da, da, stay da. with this. But it ends up working most of the time. It does. It sounds good. Um, One thing I wanted... I did want to ask you about this. I don't know if you've seen, like... Okay, so the song Ecstasy, at first... Mm-hmm was just a Young Thug solo song. And that was before I ever listened to this album. Because it now has a Machine Gun Kelly verse on it. Right. He um, patched it with Machine Gun Kelly, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. neither of us are Machine Gun Kelly fans. That's not why I'm asking. I'm asking because <laughs> how do you feel about the concept of just, like, adding a verse onto it? Um, like, post-fact. Um, yeah. Like, post-release. Right. Yeah, so Kanye started, I guess, with uh, Pablo. Life of Pablo, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's only like three years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> and people are already taking advantage of it. I don't know. I'm interested in it. It's it. It is an interesting idea. It kind of shakes up the the whole idea of like what an album is and can be. 
you know, especially in the digital world where it's so easy to, it's so easy to just change your whole album. You could take the entire track list off and have a new one and still call it so much fun. And right. You know, that's a very strange thing, but it's also, it's interesting. Like it's an, it's a, it makes an album something that's like modifiable even after, uh, even after a release now judging it that's like the hard thing like talking about it right like let's say like the young thug takes like five tracks out of this Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's probably a better album because there's not as much filler in it so then it's like oh i've given my opinion on this do i now need to give my opinion on that Right. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. It becomes a real uh, ship of Theseus paradox philosophical question. Where yeah, it's like if if you have a ship and you replace every board on the ship one by one, yeah. like is it still the same ship? Is it a different ship? Yeah, it gets into this real existential philosophical debate. Um, the, yeah, the one thing I kind of considered is like you know, and Young Thug, I don't think sells physical copies of his work. But if he did, you know, you can't change that. So if I bought so much fun on CD or vinyl or whatever, and then he changed this album up drastically, then it's like, I like I don't know. Do I do I even own the album anymore? I I don't know. <laughs> or you own like a version of it, I guess. Right. So it's it's fascinating. Yeah. It makes it makes our job, I think, more difficult. But ultimately, I find it. Yeah. more fascinating and not too offensive I guess especially like no, in this yeah. particular case where he's just adding a machine gun Kelly verse um which well, I, I guess it is pretty offensive, offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was un- okay that's the thing that's what I don't get like you patched your alpha but you added a machine gun Kelly first like that why why go through all that effort? Was there some fan who's like, you know, I would have really liked this <laughs> album if, and then he's like, oh right, <laughs> we need to get Machine Gun Kelly on here. Oh, you're right. Damn, how did I not think about yeah. that? <laughs> so you know, speaking of features, uh, there are too many, I think, on this, <laughs> which is yeah, every, it, almost every track. Th- it's it's insane because like we've been talking about how young thug likes to switch up his voice and stuff he doesn't really need the features on here in you know in theory he can just kind of do one verse in his wacky vocal style and then another verse Mm -hmm. in his more traditional style there are so many lils there lil baby (laughs) lil duke lil uzi vert lil keed lil duke again Mm -hmm. i mean i can't keep up um (laughs) It's it's crazy. It's tough. <laughs> we I thought you remember in the two thousands, like that was happening, right? Yeah, all the Lils. All and the now time. we're back at it again. <laughs> I thought Young Thug was like peak generic rap name. Like Young Thug. <laughs> <laughs> it was so generic I thought it was like a play on the whole concept. <laughs> like I thought it was yeah. brilliant. Um so yeah, it, that is true. Uh, is there is there anything else you want to get at with this one? Um, yeah, okay. Talking about features, yes. Uh, did, like w- one of my favorites was actually Lil Uzi Vert. I agree. Um, yeah, Lil Baby was pretty good too. Um, 
Well, it was something I was uh, again. Twenty One Savage was was I. It was good. It wasn't like amazing, but right. it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, yeah. So one thing I, I was like kind of surprised by is like I did not really care for the future. I was just features. Say that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like he was clearly was, out of his mind or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was just so unnecessary. It, like I think the idea was like you know the so much fun thing right where they're just fucking around mm-hmm. but like it did not sound like fucking around. No. it sounded like it sounded like he was being he's like too drunk at the party and people are like you gotta take future home like <laughs> this guy is ruining the, the whole atmosphere i wonder just how ironic this whole thing is because like the song is called sup mate <laughs> <laughs> it's sub mate featuring future and future's just like clearly on on something the whole yeah. time and so i'm like maybe it's a joke it's intended to be a joke i don't know but, yeah um i don't know yeah. the track list itself does seem almost like a, a yeah like a joke like <laughs> what i thought was hilarious was the little baby feature yes, right on yes. the song bad 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 and then right after that it's a song <laughs> called little baby <laughs> I was like, not featuring Lil Baby. I thought that was so funny, too. I was like, what in the heck is going on? Yeah, I was like, why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it, good. Yeah. So some of the features were pretty good. Some <laughs> were like, what the fuck is going on? Right. But, right. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I have to add on this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I'm going 6 out of 10. You know, it's a pretty decent... Mm-hmm. You know, trap record, but you know, a couple songs here and there. But I'm not going to be playing this much after the fact. Yeah, I do like same, it. Though. Yeah, I'm at the same spot as you. I'm six out of ten as well. It's very much feels like that kind of record. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it did get best new music eight point four. So I was like, okay, maybe this is the one. And then just I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But Jeffrey is still. I love Jeffrey. That that's very good Jeffrey's stuff. great. Yeah, well, it's a little, it's a lot more concise, and it actually seems right. conceptual in some way too. Right. So. More variety too. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go on about Jeffrey. Um, yeah. So six out of ten from us collectively. Uh, well, you know, what? I'll give you the choice again. What do you want? Oh dang! All I right, know. keeping me on my toes. For... <laughs> but now you have one fewer to choose from. So now it's like, you know, it should be that easier. Is true. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. That's that's right. Yeah, you choose. Let's go, Young Thug. Oh damn it! <laughs> See, that's the thing, Patrick. If you paid attention to the first twenty minutes, we already. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's go with let's do the biggest artist mm. in this list. Yes. Which uh, is you know who that is? Yeah. I'm gonna guess it might be might be between Jason yeah. or. Taylor Swift. I can't think who's bigger. See, I th- <laughs> I think we should do the Taylor Swift one. I don't know if that's what you were going for, but that's that's a pretty Yeah, good. I think that that's probably the right call. Right. So let me introduce Taylor Swift because we don't know if she's the biggest artist in our group here. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, Taylor Swift is a pop icon. Oh, I guess that means she's pretty pretty big. Um, pretty, yeah. She is a pop icon, though. Uh, oh, for th- sure. At this point, you know. Um you know, born in Pennsylvania, but I guess is currently based in Nashville and has been for most of her music career. Um, Lover is the name of the album. It's her seventh studio album. Uh, so she's a veteran, you know. she, you know, This isn't her first go-around. Um, mm-hmm. It is her best album to date, according to Metacritic, uh, with an average rating of 79 out of 100. 
So pretty good, but not as good as like best album out of seven might suggest. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll just kind of go into it a little bit. I, I haven't been like the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the past, but I don't really do the huge dislike of her either. I just, I, I find most of her stuff kind of inoffensive and it, a lot of it doesn't click with me or whatever. This I think is actually a pretty decent pop record. Not going to lie. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I, I haven't really, I think I've, I've tried very, very minimally to, to get into Taylor Swift, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like to, Same to here. try to see what the appreciation and what the, you know, what, what, it, why, it, why she is Taylor Swift. So I appreciate, I think I appreciate her brand a lot. She's really, really good at, uh, she's really, really good at, at, creating um yeah creating a persona and creating Mm -hmm. like aesthetic about herself basically Mm -hmm. i haven't really been impressed by the music itself though but i'm i'm interested in her just as a person i think that she's like really like smart and and knows exactly what she's doing all the time yeah she is very Um, she is very smart and um i think generally i agree with you the her previous record i didn't care for reputation Um, yeah no and i think a big part of that that. yeah it it seemed a little like overly calculated i think with the kind of negative persona um I, i it didn't seem totally genuine to me on that particular instance i think in general i really like how honest her her songwriting can be i think this new direction is a nice kind of return to form in that regard i think this is very true to who she is and she sounds comfortable doing it um so i i do i do agree she is very smart and a little calculated which sounds like a negative and it can be but she's she's a great pop artist in part because of that so yeah no yeah I, I she carries her brand and herself just like very very excuse me very yeah very smartly very calculating yeah mm-hmm. um and but sometimes that bleeds over into her music in a way that's like it doesn't translate very well so right. and my thought on this is like i was more impressed by this than i thought i would be mm-hmm. but i was also underwhelmed like just as much okay. in certain in certain areas Mm-hmm. Um, I think mostly because it's again, this is a really long record too. This is 18 tracks, yeah, a little bit over an hour. So there's a few big duds in here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, it's to be expected on a super long record in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, unless you're like swans and you do that all the time <laughs> right i'm typically if you put out an 18 track record i'm gonna be skeptical i was like uh do you really have all these songs down mm-hmm. and this <laughs> so, is not a anyway. swans record yeah this is not a swans yeah. record. Yeah. <laughs> close <laughs> but <laughs> i was listening to him like you know there's a little bit of tv kind in here i can see <laughs> Oh. You can see where she's going for a London boy kind of sounds a little bit Yeah, like, right. Yeah, that's like, a yeah, not my yeah. favorite song on here. Um anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, it's it gets a little bit like it, it gets a little derivative and a little bit just uh exhausting. Um the singles are just as 
bad as I as they were. Well, okay, actually, I won't say that. Me as a single is just as bad as it was the first time that I had heard it. What are even the other singles? I, I don't don't even. The know. other one is the other one is you need to calm down. Oh, that is, makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense that that's a single. Um, yeah, which she had that massive video for. Okay. Uh, with all the celebrity care. I don't know if you watched what, the video or not. Wasn't massive enough. I didn't know it was a single. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, is Taylor Swift the biggest artist on here? Uh, well, now we're back not. to this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ship of Theseus stuff. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but so me is just as bad as it was the first time that I heard it. You need to calm down. I actually, in context with the rest of the album, I thought that it was not too bad. I don't think it's a great... I still don't think it's a great song, mm-hmm. um, but it like it actually was. It felt better where she placed it in the album at track fourteen, which I was like very confused by because you know typically the lead single is like the at the very beginning of the album, um, right? But she right. made the usually a track three, but she made the better choice of putting a much better single, the title track. Yes, track number three, that, which I actually like this that track quite a bit. I think the album kind of starts out good in general, you know, um, you know, you know. Uh, I guess what well, I forget the name of the first song, but that that one's okay. And then um, I forgot that you existed, right? Which yeah. oh, okay, sure, I'm sure you did. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I I really like uh, the cruel summer track. I think that's a really good song. Um, and then Lover following mm. after that. I, I think it's a pretty decent start to the record uh, as a whole. Um, yeah. Girl Summer, I I like it, but like very, just barely like it. Mm, okay. I think that it's a little paint by the numbers pop. Mm, totally. Totally. Yeah. But it's the production on it is, I think that's, that is what the saving grace is on a lot of the, you know, kind of like average songs on here is the production value on this is crazy yeah it's like yeah it's so like nice to hear it's just ear candy (laughs) it is very nice um i think i'll just kind of get into that now a little bit this is produced mostly by jack antonoff who is Mm -hmm. maybe the most like prolific pop producer out there right now Uh, he's everywhere um Mm -hmm. he was in fun i believe he was in bleachers um he produced the most recent records from Lord and St. Vincent. Um, Mm -hmm. I like his stuff and the Lord and St. Vincent albums made my top 50 that year. Um, I do like those records. I do like his production. There is something about his production though. That's a little too like safe for me. Like it it sounds very good, but it's like it hold like St. Vincent, for example, is a very interesting artist in general. And then when you put Jack Antonoff's production with her, Sure, it sounds good, but it's like less interesting than I think her production normally is. And same with Lord. Um, so I I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, Jack Antonoff is kind of a double-edged sword for me in that regard. I do like yeah, a, a lot of point. the beats on here, but um, you, you know, it, it it does kind of lead to like some paint by numbers moments, as you were yeah you were kind of alluding to. So I think what he's really good at is like he he's really good at boiling down like. That he's a really good pop producer. So I think that he's really good at boiling down characteristics of artists that are like um, interesting in a pop way mm-hmm. and just like distilling it into just like the strongest four or five elements. Yes. And then, you know, and then structuring an album that way. He's really good at that. But 
I think I agree with you where like that can sometimes lead to like it really works well for Taylor Swift. It blends very, very well. But you're right. I think you're right with like St. Vincent. I was a little underwhelmed by that record uh, just because of it didn't sound as uh, as creative as I thought that it could have. Yeah, right. I, I, you made a good point there. I like that point. Thank you. And But I do like a lot of the production and uh, in general mm-hmm. just the direction Taylor Swift took on this. Um, you know, for example, there's this bubblegum pop song in the middle of the record, Paper Rings. I think that's a pretty dang good pop song. It's it's mm. it's light, it's sweet and sugary a little bit. Um, you know, it's kind of it's romantic, but kind of in in a cheesy way. It, it's like grade A Taylor Swift, in my opinion. Like it's exactly what the kind of stuff she should be making, in my opinion. And so songs like that work out for me. Every third or fourth song, I, I she kind of loses me on, on this album. But there are a, a, enough highlights yeah. on here for me to. <laughs> ultimately like this record yeah uh, hold on one second sorry oh you're good uh okay yeah sorry, were, were my, you listening my, to the uh, album or something or <laughs> yeah yeah i was like hold up what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> so my, yeah my yeah. bluetooth cut off for a second oh okay and actually you know i i like this record enough to the point where i i'm kind of interested in going back to some of her older stuff and listening to it front to back i kind of you know, she was a kind of a singles artist for me for a while where I kind of heard all the hits and I'm like, okay, well, that's Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. Where in this case, I think most of the deep cuts are the better songs on here. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on on that. Like there is, she is really, she is a really good songwriter and it shows that like, yeah, most of, most of the songs that I like are not the singles at all. They're I think Paper Rings is a good example of that. I thought that it was pretty decent, too. Mm. Um, I thought that, like, the Soon You'll Be Better with the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. I thought that it was it was a, it was a really well uh, thought out idea. I think that it was just a little bit, a little bit too obvious, like the execution of it. Right. Um, and then the structure, like where they placed it, like after London Boy, which I think is maybe the worst track on here. I'm not a London Boy guy. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's a love song with a bunch of like British stereotypes thrown into it. It's not. Great. It's, yeah. it, it's it's completely unnecessary. Rubbish. So like, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> Bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Shite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like so, like coming after that, and then you get into to that. I was like, this is a very weird feeling. Um, That's a really good point. Sequence, but it was is odd. Yeah, but it was a good. It was a good uh, track. It sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, it, it's just that, like, I think there's so many songs on here. It's hard to like. It's hard to like feel overly like super positive about this because like there are mm-hmm. a bunch of tracks and I'm just like oh you know yeah it, or they're they're either like they're either bad like London Boy uh, like me like you know the man I thought was like uh, not not executed as well as it could have been mm. um. Yeah, so uh, like there's they're either like just not enjoyable or they're like um just av- very average. Like yeah. exactly what I expected, kind of forgettable. 
Um, but then there are like shining moments, like like what I was mentioning that you know that that don't necessarily make up for it, but they're like they're worth talking about for sure. Right there, there's enough songs where like False God, where I I enjoy mm-hmm. them. They're not like incredible songs or anything, but it's a nice like okay, this is actually a pretty decent pop song. Um, there's enough of those for me to not you know be too overly upset about this record but there are some filler tracks in here and um not not honestly not many songs that i just like outright hate um but there are a couple you know i think really london boy is probably the only one i'm yeah hey there's just some that i don't the man i thought was like the man is not a bad track right um i really like the idea of it and i, I like the i like the chorus if i was a man then i'd be the man i like that that's very right. clever that's pretty cool and empowering too like that's really that's really cool yeah but i think that it was like the execution of it and then just the song itself the way it sounds is like it, it's kind of an irritating production mm-hmm. um and then just i don't know the execution of it was like it was a little bit uh, not. It wasn't as like uh, as thought out as it could have been. You know, I, I I thought that it was it was a good idea and like there's some clever lyrics on here, but it was like, uh, no, you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. That sounded very Larry David like. <laughs> <laughs> no words, just. I want to be a fly on the wall uh, in a lunch with Taylor Swift and Larry David, just <laughs> just listening to that conversation. Um, so yeah, I think I think we kind of we, we I think we kind of agree on this album in some aspects. You know, inconsistent, ultimately like not bad. I think better than what we expected. Not incredible, but like decent. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm going six out of ten on it. Um, mm, nice. Okay. I will say it's closer to a seven, though. Like, I actually do okay. like this record, so. Nice, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I was uh, I was expecting to actively dislike this record, mm-hmm. honestly. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to listen to 18 tracks of Taylor 18, Swift. That is still a problem, by the way. 18 tracks, it's still, 18, that's still 18 an issue. 18 goddamn tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's still an issue. But, um, so... The structure of this album, honestly, is a little bit... It, the structure of it, I think, is more enjoyable than Young Thugs. Hmm. Because Young Thugs, like, a lot of the good stuff is, like, um, like kind of in the middle. And so, right. like, the end of it is, like, it's kind of, like, painful <laughs> to get through. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's so... You've listened to so much. And this one, it's, like the structure of it is really digestible. Like there's like a couple of bad tracks, like, and, and then like, there's a really good track and then maybe a decent track and then not a great one. And then, you know, so it's like, it's very, very digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I don't, I think that young Thugs is more, I'm not trying to compare like too much. I don't know why I'm doing that, but no, no it's a, <laughs> I think it's just because of the, the length of it. Um, right, right. Creatively, so much fun is is better. <laughs> this one is it's it's creative, but it's not anything that I didn't expect from Taylor Swift. But mm-hmm. I will say, I was I was more impressed by this than I thought I was going to be, especially by like the song, the title track, the first track. I thought was pretty cool. Um, the song with the Dixie Chicks, the Paper Rings was good. Death by a Thousand Cuts, I thought was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 
um afterglow i thought was really really pretty mm-hmm. um yeah so there's some really mo- good moments on here where i was like all right and it makes me more interested in taylor swift going forward but yeah overall there's a lot of uh just average or you know not great like filler on here so i'm about a five out of ten on this okay five out of ten um so that's mm-hmm. an average of five and a half out of ten um i was coming into listening to it like three out of ten easy yeah <laughs> then, yeah i mean you know. <laughs> you know six out of ten it is positive it it obviously could be better but you know her i think this is a big improvement from her last record in my opinion um yeah and yeah. you know there's some songs on here that i'll continue to play so i mean that's I'm I'm actually pretty happy with this record. Um, even if mm-hmm. a six out of ten kind of you know dampens that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have two albums left, and uh, I mean now we're now this is maybe the hardest choice because then it's like <laughs> you're telling one of these people like, well, I had three chances to pick your album and I yeah. didn't. So yeah, yeah, or it could be a well, we want to <clears throat> save the best for last kind of situation. Oh. Okay, interesting. Interesting. That might be the case. Well, yeah. Well, then. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. There's two albums, here. Pat. Yeah. Let's talk about one of them. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do uh let's do this nice little sandwich from Hip hop to pop, oh, okay. Back to hip hop again. Nice. And we'll talk about Brockhampton, even though Brockhampton is closer to pop than <laughs> right. honestly than it is hip hop. Right. So it's like, yeah, exactly. It's kind of a, kind of a weird. Uh, I'll just get into it because Brockhampton's kind of they're interesting to describe, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. They are Brockhampton stylized in all caps. We've talked about them on this podcast before. Um, they're a rap collective formed in Texas via i want to say like kanye west internet forums definitely on the internet Mm -hmm. i think specifically kanye forums uh which is the most like 2019 thing i think i've ever heard (laughs) um notable members of brockhampton include but are not limited to because this is a huge group kevin abstract merlin wood joba matt champion don mcclennan and bareface uh ginger is the name of the record it is the group's fifth studio album. Their first one was in June 2017. Um, so they've put in work. Uh, they are quite prolific. Ginger currently mm-hmm. has a Metacritic score of 69 out of 100. Um, this is an interesting record. Um, they, The group kind of labels themselves as a boy band. Um, and I haven't always felt that, but I think this album is the closest they've come to the description of boy band. Uh, what, what did you think about this one? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I got that. Yeah. When they came out, like with their first saturation project, cause calling themselves a boy band, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Like since the beginning, they were a boy band. And at the time yeah. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But I like a lot of these hard rap songs you have on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was an interesting like idea to think about like yeah this is what a boy band puts out um, right. so I, I wasn't clicking until this album where I was like this sounds much more like 
uh, like that boy band uh, idea that they were probably thinking about at first. Right. And to clarify, um, this is nothing like Backstreet Boys or anything like that. Like it's just a lot of no. R&B and pop kind of infused with modern uh, musical tropes, I guess. I like that idea, though, that they're like they they want to be considered a boy band, even though you know, for all intents and purposes, like a boy band is completely different than this. It's like a boy band at, like before has always been this, you know, very carefully play, put together right. meticulous, like group of guys that are like, they have their lives structured and their, their music structured. And it's all very calculative and very, very poppy and accessible. And, you know, uh, no, that's a, playing, yeah playing like playing just like a, a market and Brockhampton is a very loose group of guys that make some pretty hard hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, right. And, uh, and, and, and they're just seem like they generally just have fun and they don't have any ties to like creatively to do anything. So it, it's an interesting idea that they're like, we're like reshaping what you could, what a boy band could be. Right. They're like redefining the term in a way yeah which is that's really cool and it, it like you touched on it what's really cool about them is like they are incredibly creative and they're not really tied down to anything if anything that's kind of some of the gripes is that they're almost too creative and they throw a lot of ideas out there um yeah but they are very creative and uh and they're young like they're exciting um there's mm -hmm. a lot to like about this group really is um that said, this isn't yeah. like my favorite Brockhampton record or anything. It, it's fine, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in this one. I I don't I don't like it as much as I haven't been huge on Brockhampton to begin with for like album to album. I think they're right. a fascinating collective of guys, and um, like they have a really, really they this have a really interesting persona to them album to album i haven't been huge on them because there's always a lot of filler right and i think i think you nailed it with what you said like one of the gripes is like the too creative thing mm -hmm. yeah, that's always been how i felt it's like they just throw a bunch of stuff out and they let it in on their albums and sometimes that causes things to like just not work out very well because it does like things don't make sense here or it's like too cheesy they have a lot of cheesiness they do yeah. um in in some of their stuff um which is you know it's fine it's it's never really makes sense in some of the like the saturation <laughs> mixtapes right. it's like you go from gummy to like this this like half sung track about like you know, I I don't know. It's this half ballad. It doesn't really make sense. You know, right? Yeah, their their music is usually pretty like messy and disjointed, yeah. like no cohesion or you know a big lack of it. And and part of that is just they have so many members, and each member kind of has their own unique style. Um, so their styles don't really mesh all that well. Whereas mm -hmm. someone like like Wu Tang Clan, I guess for example, they have a lot of members. And that each member kind of has their own style, but it all kind of falls under the same thesis, I guess. Like, all mm -hmm. of their styles make sense together. I don't know if that's true with Brockhampton. Um, and so, 
a lot oh. of the times I kind of get the feeling that I did with the Bon Iver record we just talked about, where it's very rare that I like or dislike a song all the way through. Um, but each track has some moments I really dig and other moments that I don't really care for. And that's most of the track list for me. Yeah. Okay. I'll say this Yeah. on this. I feel like this album for me has been one of the most concise projects that they've put out. Yes. 12 songs, Um, right? Something like that. Yeah. 12 songs. And there are like, there are moments on here that are like either kind of cringy or just like unnecessary or just feel kind of like i don't know like yeah unnecessary right yeah creative creative for sure but Mm. unnecessary um but this sounds closer to the sound that i think that they've always been trying to go for yes like there's a lot more mix of this um overly like dramatic you know balladry mixed with this very street hard hip-hop um and just very quirky off the you know just offbeat production that is like really fucking cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so this i don't know i'm interested in this one i was i am more interested in this album than i think i was with any of the saturation albums okay yeah sure i think that i think it's because like it's it was more clear on saturation um well those are mixtapes right technically technically albums albums, technically albums i would say that you know they come off more as mixtapes but they're technically albums i think okay okay so those albums like i think those are probably better in but like well okay they have better they have better songs on them Mm -hmm. like across the board but there's also like just such an obvious split in quality um, in those where it's like you have right. like you have some really fucking awesome songs and yeah. d- and like back to back to back. And then it did three tracks of just like, oh, what is this? Totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, this one, it's not great, but it's like it's very consistent. Yes. All the way through. And I think that that's why I'm more interested in this because I'm like, this, this sounds like to me a group that is like, I think I know what our sound is. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they're still trying it out. Things aren't really working that well on this, but it's like, I can feel it. I think I can feel like, okay, something's happening here. They figured out who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, this is, that's a good, good point. I think, um, they're not quite there for me yet in terms of like mm-hmm. sonic identity, but this is probably the closest they've ever gotten to that. Um, whereas, you know, like on the very first saturation, you know, my favorite songs that they had were these like really hard nosed hip hop songs that you don't hear much from them anymore. And then they would have songs on the first saturation, like face, which I didn't really care for at all, but that's the direction they seem mm-hmm. to be taking now. So I'm glad they're kind of like whittling down the areas that they want to explore and just kind of yeah. focus on on that. Um, what I what I do like about this record is that it's it's their most mature record, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's maybe their most emotional record. It's very passionate at times. Uh, they discuss, I uh, you know, um, 
depression on here, they discuss the departure of Amir Van from the group. Mm-hmm. Um, on I think Dearly Departed is the name of the song. It's it's pretty touching and interesting. Um, so I actually do kind of like the lyricism in a lot of spots on here. Um, aesthetically, it, it doesn't always click with me. Sometimes the auto tune I think just does not sound good, but sometimes sometimes it works out. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, gosh, how do I want to say this? Like, I appreciate that they're finding this sound, this newer kind of, you know, more R&B, I guess, type of sound, whatever you want to call it. I think it's easier for the group to make a good rap song than it is for them to make a good song like in this new style. Um, But when they do this new style well, it's like higher highs, but there's also lower lows that come with this too. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so, they're just such a fascinating Mm -hmm. group. It's kind of hard to kind of put a finger on them, but, um, but that's kind of what makes them interesting. And that's why we talk about them because they are incredibly interesting and fascinating. So. Yeah. I think that this album really helped, helped me like, um, I don't know. It really helped me appreciate them as creative individuals a little more too, Mm because they're not taking too many risks on here. But they definitely like this is a thoughtful record, even if things don't pan out right. as well as they as well as they could. Um, and one thing I really like about Brockhampton is like their willingness to be emotional yes. and their willingness to be they they their willingness to basically buck masculine stereotypes. Absolutely, and you know, and and want to be called a boy band and want to do these cheesy tracks and want to have an album cover where it's just two guys hugging, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they are really like great people. I think yeah, <laughs> like they're right. really, really great people. Right. Um, and I, and I think that this really helped me be like, I'm, you know, it helped me like get more interested in the trajectory of their career. Cause before it was saturation, I was very much like I really don't see what the big deal is here. Like there's some really good tracks, but like it, for me, I was like, I was like, I, I didn't think anything about it. And then mm. as they've matured and gotten older, now I start seeing like why they have such a big connection with younger people and why they're so important too. Yeah, they're um yeah they're they're kind of similar to Odd Future at least for me in that regard. We're like at the beginning, yeah, it was like. Point. You know, they had some great tracks, a bunch of wacky personalities, didn't really click artistically for a bit. And now they're obviously a lot more mature. They're getting into more personal subjects. Um, They're kind of, you know, as you mentioned, kind of getting away from like the masculine stereotypes and kind of redefining what it means to be a man. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and we've talked about this on an earlier podcast, but I, I they really won me over in terms of character uh, with how they address the Amir Van situation. I thought, yeah. I thought they did, you know, just a fantastic job with that. Um, so, I, you know, they, they are so easy to root for and they are good people. And, um, you know, I do like a lot of the songs on here. I, I wish I liked it more than I did because I, I really appreciate the group and uh, I hope they continue to kind of go down this path. It's, it's very interesting. And I think they can do this style, but even better for me, like in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you nailed that. That was that was a very, very good statement. Thank you. Um, 
Sorry, our, our dog just barked. He had something to say about Brockhampton as well. He, yeah, he's uh, like, don't talk shit about Brockhampton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing is I think that's kind of what turned me off a little bit. Yeah, initially, that's true. Yeah. They do have quite the internet hive mind going for them. Um, but yeah, it, but it makes 100%. sense. If, if they're not if they're not ten out of ten, then you are just a you're a hater. hater. Yeah, but yeah. It, it makes sense because they are like a, a youthful, relatable, you know, in tune with their emotions, honest type of group and um yeah if that I can means see we why they're beloved fan. for sure exactly so um yeah you know i i haven't really i guess we haven't really gone into like specifics here um but i think they've t- again it's just kind of like more more quality uh but every now and then just something that kind of irks me a little bit you know i i love the brass beat on something like if you pray right but mm-hmm. then the last like 90 seconds is like such a mm-hmm. jarring departure from what we've already heard to that point of the song that it's like, it just throws me off. So, mm-hmm. and that's a feeling I get like on a lot of these songs here. And that's ultimately yeah. kind of my main issue with this thing. Yeah. I was going to say, it's hard to get into specific tracks that I like love or dislike or hate or whatever. Right. Right. Because right. almost all of these tracks, like, have elements that I like and dislike to them. Okay, we're back. Sorry, can you repeat the the point you just made? Sorry for this weird, abrupt, like, change of tone, but the podcast recording just cut off for a split second. Grizzly, Grizzly was really not happy with what yeah. we were saying. Well, that's the thing. I had to pause the podcast to tell Grizzly to, you know, like, hey, you can't say those <laughs> kind of things. You're, you know, this is a very safe-for-work podcast. Um, you know, sorry we're going after your favorite band a little bit, but you're just going to have to be yeah. okay with it. Anyway, sorry, you, yeah. were, you were saying? Um. Yeah, I was basically saying that like there are there are moments that I like and dislike across each of these tracks, but at least that is consistent all the way through. So it's very digestible. Right. You know, you know and yeah. normally I have like, you know, I write down, oh, I like this song. Oh, I don't like this song because X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. you know, this song's great because A, B, and C. Here it's just kind of like my notes are more moment specific than song specific. Like I really like mm-hmm. the hook on no halo. I think that's a great hook. I, I really like the eerie vibe on the song. St. Percy, you know, there's, there's yeah. bits and pieces that I, or yeah, St. Percy. Um, but yeah, just bits and pieces here and there that I really dig. Um, and it doesn't always just kind of come through beginning to end for me. So that's, kinda, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on, on ginger, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, so I'm I'm going for the third time in this podcast. I'm going six out of ten on this. Nice for the second time. I'm agreeing with you on nice. six out of ten. Nice. Yeah, okay. this time I am closer to uh, a seven on this. I think I am too. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, just very interesting. Um, okay, that leaves one record. God, I'm I'm so interested to hear how this weird cut. Like when I play this back, how interesting that's going to sound. I hope, I hope it's not too, like, I hope I didn't cut you off in the middle of a word and it like sounds bad or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have one record, uh, you get to choose which album are we talking about now? Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah. So, Oh, how, how about, yeah. See. How about we do the Jason record? See, that's that. I thought that was a good pick because uh, you know we did agree to talk about four of these records and we've done yeah. four of them. Um, so I guess we're going the uh, the best for last route. In, yeah, in my opinion here. Um, 
JSOM is... Oh, sorry. Whoa, what's happening over there? We got more <laughs> dissenting opinions from... <laughs> no, yeah. My, my my girlfriend really did not like that we are... <laughs> that we liked this better than Brockhampton. Well, I mean, it, you know... <laughs> That's just how that's just how we feel, man. That's just our opinion. So get over it. Um, People need to. These Brockhampton fans are getting out of control. Maybe if they listen to JSOM, they would like really dig it. But you know, just to throw out JSOM, uh, mm-hmm. get out of here. Um, yeah. So she she's an indie pop singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist, producer, uh, based in Los Angeles, I believe. Um, this mm-hmm. new album is. I'm probably butchering this. Um, Anak Co, something like that. Um, Anak Co. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, yeah. It's her third studio album. Currently has a Metacritic of eighty-two out of a hundred. Um, her last record, Everybody Works, in twenty seventeen, also had a Metacritic of eighty-two out of a hundred. Um, as a podcast, uh, every year for the past you know three or four years since we've been doing this. We have each compiled a list of our 50 favorite albums per year. Um, in 2017, Everybody Works made both of our top 10s. We mm-hmm. loved that record. Um, it's safe to say that, you know, we're certainly fans of her work. And um, I think the greatness just continues here. And just one thing to mention off the bat, because it's become a theme of this podcast, nine songs, 34 minutes. Yes. What a breath of fresh air that is. Yeah, Just right. <laughs> nine quality songs over a course of like a half hour. Brilliant. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is we we slowly went down the line. Like we, <laughs> we, we went 19 to 18 to 12 to 9. Right, right. So um, I don't know. It, for whatever reason this year, I've been really fixated on just album length. Um, and I, I've kind of noticed that like if your album is over an hour – I'm probably not going to like be in love with it unless it's, you know, to pimp a butterfly or something like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's just the brevity is just one part of this record. That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. If you know, you're going into like a conceptual piece of music and you see that it's like an hour and a half long, then it's more then then you're like, okay, well I know what I'm getting into, but whenever right. you see, yeah, like a, like a trap hip hop record that is over an hour long or a pop record that's over an hour. It's like, Oh God, right. here we go. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Um, yeah. So yeah, th- this record is only partially great in my opinion, because of the brevity. Mostly it's great because just it's great. Um, there's a lot of like variety on here. Um, you know, she has some songs that are kind of sunny throwbacks to like the 80s she has a couple songs that are a little bit lo-fi she has a couple really dreamy songs a couple fuzzy songs uh, a few really catchy tracks on here as well as like a couple of ballads Um, there's just there's a lot of just great songwriting on here Um, gosh I don't know I, I haven't even asked you anything about your opinion how do you feel yeah no I I agree with you she the consistency um is is there um for, at first whenever i was listening to it i was you know i wasn't as impressed immediately as i was with everybody works mm-hmm. um i still don't don't think it's as good as that but i was trying to like stop making comparisons over the past you know few <laughs> listens sure. and just listen because this is it's not vastly different but it does sound different it sounds more uh pulled back and more um 
it, it, more introspective than right. everybody works does. Um, so it, and in that sense, like I, I think that, I think that they nailed it. Um, it's it, in, in really good songwriting. The guitar riffs are, are great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really nice catchy tunes. There's some really like interesting moments on here, like especially on the title track. Yeah. Um, with you know some some strange instrumental breakdowns like nothing too crazy experimental but things that really work well um yeah it, i it's just a solid nine tracks of an album you know yeah yeah that's that's exactly it um th- there's a technique she does throughout i want to say most of the songs here where you know the first 2 minutes are pretty straightforward and uh i don't want to say repetitive but you know kind of like a normal expectation out of a song Mm -hmm. and then like the last minute of the song she'll do like this not too drastic but just kind of this slight surprise turn toward the end with the instrumentation um which i think is great like the song superbike kind of sounds like a a dreamy 90s alternative rock song for most of it Mm -hmm. and then it gets like really fuzzy at the end or something like nighttime drive is like this really peaceful, you know, a little bit of piano in there. And then like, there's this beautiful string section right at the very end. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's just, God, I love like all of the decisions she makes to keep the songs engaging as the song progresses. I, I just, I just love that. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say, um, cause you brought up everybody works. I think I like these records about as equally. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the, th- the the difference, I think, for me is that this record, I think I'm more likely to listen to front to back, um, but Everybody Works has some, like, all-time, not all-time, mm-hmm. but, like, best-of-the-decade pop songs on it. Like, I love Baby and the title track and uh, the bus song. Like, mm-hmm. there there isn't anything on this album that gets to that level, but... Uh, I think this record is just more consistent song to song than everybody works. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to say which one I like more in that aspect. It kind of just depends on what I'm wanting at any given time. Um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, if, if, if we were doing that, I, I definitely, I think I definitely prefer everybody works like as an album, just because it edges out with those songs. I think the quality is, consistently about the same but then you add in the bus song and baby and Mm -hmm. you know it's like it just takes it to a to a different level where like this this is a very solid uh record but you know uh, and tenderness and super bike are like awesome tracks but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah they're not they're not like they're not like the bus song right yeah it like crown might be my favorite song on here it's a great song Mm -hmm. yeah you get like these really soaring epic guitars like at the end it's just god mm-hmm. it's so great but baby is just I, I right so, yeah. yeah and i know that's not yeah see i've yeah. yeah i've been i've been doing that like over the past week right. too where i'm like you know where i've been like comparing back and forth and i'm trying not to do that as much and just take it for what it is but right. it's hard it's hard to do that when you have such good fucking tracks exactly on yeah. everybody just, everybody works it's just natural to compare um that's i mean but you know, I'm also, I think, not using that as a knock on this record at all, really, because this is still going to be 
this will probably land in like roughly the same spot Jason or um, Everybody Works did back in 2017 on my list, like top 10, but not top five. Like it, it'll probably fit in that spot for me by the end of it. Nice. Um, so it's just, it, I don't know. This is one of those albums that it's great aesthetically, but I think what's holding me back a little bit is like, um, you know, I might have to dig into the lyrics a little bit, but I wasn't like totally grabbed narratively or, you know, with substance wise, I guess with this record, um, and her voice doesn't really wow me all that much. So much of my appreciation of this record is the instrumentation and the production. And, um, I don't, I guess just the aesthetic, very surface level quality of it. Um, so yeah, I no, I, I, I think I agree with you on that. That I was not, um, yeah, not blown away by the vocals on this. Um, they're they're not bad, right? At they all, but they, it, they it, match well with the instrumentation and stuff, but it's not like uh, you know she doesn't have yeah. the most like compelling voice, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's a little too uh, like just chill, you right. know, like that that kind of just super laid back. Um, you know, it, it she has a nice voice. It's mm-hmm. nice to totally. listen to, but it's. It, it it isn't the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's not white um, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy, right? <laughs> but um, instrumentally, I think that like there's some very there's some very interesting moments on this record. I I think that that's like really what is the um, what sets it apart from everybody works and what mm-hmm. um, makes it such a good project is just like it's a really interesting pop indie record because of um how distinct the instrumentation and the structure is on here Mm -hmm. it's it's not super experimental or like no you know like doesn't sound like the most unique thing in the world but it's just the choices on here are very thoughtful um and yeah i i I like that yeah yeah the lyric content is like really nothing new it's pretty average yeah but the yeah the the structure of this and the instrumentation and the melodies and everything it works really really well mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, kind of like a kind of like mac demarco's well no never mind hmm. i was gonna say kind of like this old dog but that actually is a very poignant project <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 maybe some of his other stuff but yeah um yeah, I mean, you have, you know, you mentioned kind of just interesting, not experimental, but interesting moments like uh, like tenderness where it's not it's not experimental to do like an 80s throwback style with like vaporwave qualities to it. Mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't call it experimental, but it is interesting and it is like captivating. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to, to say about this record. Oh, one thing that we we always love to mention, but sometimes we forget to mention is uh, album artwork. And mm. this album art is gorgeous. It's like some of my favorite all year. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's like this nice, I mean, the colors are great and it's this nice sunset. And I think it's appropriate because um, this seems like the kind of album where like it pairs well with like a, a nice sunset. I would love to drive around during a sunset yeah. and just kind of throw this on. It, it seems like perfect for that. 
yeah it, the the aesthetic of the cover is perfect for the for the album yeah. it, it matches up like just exactly how i how i expected to it's exactly what you want yeah 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 this this is a this is an example this is one of the more prominent examples this year of an album cover that's that or an album that sounds exactly how the album cover looks right like one of the other ones i can say is like the american football album from this year right the the album sounds exactly how it looks or uh Um, and i love i love yeah, I or was, what I was gonna say, Chance the Rapper, the Big Day, because uh, it sounds empty. That's a and blank. So that's that's how it kind of patches up with the album cover a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh. So what did I mean? I don't have any anything else to say on this record. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't have too many other negatives about this yeah i think i'm uh gosh uh i'm just gonna go i'll go eight out of ten i'm I'm pretty close to a nine but i'm gonna go uh, oh okay yeah i'm gonna go eight yeah i i'm sitting i'm sitting at an eight out of ten as well all this well done um, yeah we just been you know except for very yeah yeah, our big Taylor Swift disagreement where I went a six and you went a five. Other than that, like we've been perfectly aligned on all of this. So yeah, we've been agreeing. We yeah, we we got to stop agreeing. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just agree for the sake of it. Now, right, right. Um, so that's that's the pod. I mean, that's that's our our four records that we uh decided to uh, discuss um i had a lot of fun with this one and uh, i think it's something mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing in the future um so yeah anything else you wanted to say before we headed out glad we agreed <laughs> <laughs> yep that's that's the idea could have gotten could have gotten ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah Right. I mean, sorry yeah. to all the Brockhampton fans. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just turn the six upside down. You know. There. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay. They did like it a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, they do loved like the it. Record. Like, That's the thing. That's why we gave it a six. So just some preemptive, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> awaiting the backlash that is sure to come our way. <laughs> we're just kind of getting a hundred percent. We we're used to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're just getting out in front of it this time. Um. So yeah, uh, thank you for for joining me, Patrick, on time, and thank you all for yeah. listening to the <laughs> podcast. Um, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>